The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Late Night Anger Management Club. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branzi. Hope your day is going better than the Los Angeles Dodgers day. is Dodgers uh, game postponed with the Chicago Cubs and a Dustin May has announced Tommy John uh, surgery. And you want to talk about a guy getting ripped off? How about Tommy John? Like, if you could ever copyright a surgery, like, think about it. There's even a Tommy John underwear company now, right? Like that Tommy John underwear. You know, they're, they're married. You know, a couple, Tommy John. You see them pop up every, every, every time it's the holidays. Tommy John underwear. It actually looks comfortable. Uh, no wedgies, as she says. But, like, think about that with Tommy John. Poor bastard, huh? Like, he was the first one ever to get that surgery, so they called it Tommy John surgery. Yet, does he get residuals for this? <laughs> Tommy John this, Tommy John that. Surprised there's not a rapper called Tommy John. <laughs> like, seriously. This, this guy... Like Tommy John surgery. How'd you like, yeah, like really? Does everyone that gets some sort of surgery for the first time, is it always named after them? <laughs> is, it, is it always it's always named after them? But hey, Dustin May is out. This Dodgers depth is going to start to get uh, tested a little bit. Everybody always says, including myself, oh, the Dodgers are so good. They could lose a bunch of guys and still win. Well, yeah, we're going to find out now, aren't we? Uh, we're going to find out. Uh, Tom Wilson goes uh, loco tonight in the National Hockey League for the Washington Capitals. Uh, he ragdoll Panera and he punched another dude in the head when the guy was defenseless in the crease. And like I said, I don't have a problem with that. But he shouldn't have been like in the crease in the first place. All right. Sort of looks like as far as you know, as far as your grandmother, she would have she shouldn't have mouthed off. Right? Uh, so it's like you shouldn't have been in the crease in the first place. I don't have a problem with him sort of giving that guy the business a bit. But the Panera and stuff was scary and kind of ugly. And this is the problem in the National Hockey League right now. You all play like wusses, all right? So now that you have one dude, Tom Wilson, guys, really isn't that bad. If you look, trust me, man, Claude Lemieux used to slew foot people. I don't know who the jackass was on the Leafs tonight. Was it number 78? Who is it? You got a lot of Leaf fans in our chat. Um, which one of your goons slashed the dude on the Canadians? That was worse than what Wilson did. You see the viciousness of that slash? Who was that? I want to rip that guy. Who is that guy? I just saw the uh, I just saw the little video highlight of it. They said it wasn't even a penalty. They even the ref didn't see it. Oh, we didn't see it. Bring it. Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like like winning what a coincidence so do we this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coaches. Line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Day. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. All right. Uh, Matthias is going to set something up uh, here for us in a minute. I think Kurtz will get a good uh, kick out of this being a uh, old school hockey fan. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, Kurtz, gotta love it. The playoffs haven't started in the NHL, but we got people in our chat talking smack right now. Uh, players are killing each other on the ice. And I got Leaf fans defending that Brody hit. Dude, it was a vicious slash. That was suspendable. Everyone's crying about Tom Wilson. So, uh, let me ask you, Kurtz, I don't know what your feeling on Tom Wilson is. I don't think he's that bad. Like, I don't think, listen, is he a jerk? Yes. But he's a big he's a big alpha male. He's a big dog. Chris Pronger was worse than he is. Chris Pronger was worse. Chris Pronger was a better player than he was, so I guess he had cred. Chris Pronger used to like was dirty as hell, man. When he used to elbow you in the face all the time. And they didn't they were, you know, you get away with elbowing people in the head in the old days. So I don't I don't think Tom Wilson is that bad. I think everyone else is just soft. What's your take? Oh, I don't think uh I think he's being very nice, Tom Wilson. He's a dirty player. Uh, I think my biggest issue with Wilson yes. is that yes. I, I think he put us in a tweet, by the way. And I, could, and I couldn't agree with you more in your tweet, by the way. He n- rarely goes after the other team's tough guys. That's it's the problem. Always, right. That's my issue. If you, if you want to be that way, that's fine. Then, you know, fight the fighter. You know, fight the fighter. You know, don't go after I mean, Artemi Panarin? Really? You're going after a top five, top ten skill player? That's who you decided to pick on tonight? It makes no sense to me. Even Bushnevich, he puts him on the ground. Another skill player. Rather not a great one, but a, a skill player. Not a tough... And anyway... Any, no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, first, the first guy... The first guy, it was a jerk move, but Buddy was in the crease. He gave him a little shot to the head. It wasn't cool. It is what he it is. He punched him while the guy was the, prone on the ground, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing was, good about that. It's a little sh- it was a little shock on the ground. He's not doing anything to anybody. I, I, yeah. yeah, but he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. <laughs> like, what are you doing in the crease? Like, how'd you get there? You, you know what I mean? You had no respect for our goalie. It was out of control. The Panarin thing was ugly, bro, because he nearly killed him. Like, imagine if Panarin's head cracked on the ice or something, right? And yeah. the thing is, though, he doesn't know who it is. Panarin gets in him. And, uh, all right, here we go. Um, 
I don't know, it sounded like uh, we had a, a jet uh, fly by. Dear God, nothing's ever easy, huh? Listen, I'm not defending Tom Wilson and saying he's the nicest guy in the world. The Panarin stuff I agree with, and as I tweeted, this is the problem when you have... Um, there's no enforcers in the NHL anymore, so guys know they can get away with something, and no one's going to do anything about it after. Like, in the old days, like people wouldn't care about getting suspended. Somebody would just hop off the bench and punch him in the face, right? Like Or someone, like they would just attack him. But that's the thing now. Let's be real. Guys are wusses, so he gets away with it. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, and you said he's a dirty player. Yeah, he's a dirty Let me ask you, was Claude Lemire a dirty player? Oh, absolutely. Was Billy Smith absolutely. a dirty player? Was Billy, yes, Billy Smith a dirty player? Hack at the back was, of your right Clark, do it, try and chop you yeah. down. Was Clark Gillies a dirty player? No, I don't think Clark Gillies. Uh, he, he stood up for himself. He'd fight the fighters. Yeah, yeah, tough guy, but, you know, not shy. How about Mark Messier? Mark Messier was a sleazeball I, in the corners, dude. He was captain elbow to the face. Yeah, different. I also think it's different times back then. You mentioned it. First of all, they didn't call those a lot. And also, we didn't have 8,000 camera angles. You know, everybody's seeing everything, so they could get away with more back then. Different game. Uh, I said, dirty to me. I would. I, sleeves both for Messi might be the, the right category. I don't think I'd call him dirty. I don't think so. But at least he, he was a guy who could defend himself somewhat. So uh, my my problem with Wilson, like I said, a if I'm even on the Capitals, what the hell are you doing getting involved in this versus the New York Rangers in a game that doesn't freaking matter? Why are you doing this? Why? Because they're nut job. Because the he's a nut job. In ten days. Why are you getting involved in this? Now you might get suspended again. And why are you well, getting why? other players involved? Suppose, suppose somebody gets hurt on your team. John Carlson has to come in. Now Zary else comes in and he gets hurt somehow, and you lose him for the playoffs. This is what would annoy me. This is a meaningless game for the Capitals. Yeah, I sure they can move up and down with standings a slot or two. So I guess not technically meaningless, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they should not be getting involved in this at this point in the season. Hey, listen, I bet on the Capitals tonight, so I didn't think it was meaningless. I won with them. And I'm not trying, listen, I'm not the president of Tom Wilson uh, fan club here. And I totally agree. He has a tendency of going after smaller dudes and stuff, right? That's, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing. But it's also up to somebody to do something about it. And as I stated, it's the, it's the NHL culture. And I agree with uh, Big Will in our chat. There should be room for goons. There should be, like, there should be a goon on every team. So, like, this stuff wouldn't happen then, right? Because, you know, basically, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's a code, right? I told the story, guys, and I'm going to play a clip, but, you know, listen, my grandfather played hockey, my, my uncle did, I did, but I wasn't as good as they were. Um, and also, I had other interests, <laughs> but uh, that, that's another story. But, um, I, you know, I told the story. My uncle broke uh, Mario Tremblay's nose, in the Montreal Forum for the Oilers. And um, and after the game, he took me, I was a kid, I was like 11 or 12, and he took me to the Canadians' room after. We weren't allowed in the room, no one else is allowed in the room, not even other players, other teams, etc. But Trombley came out, and Trombley's face was all busted up, and he had a broken nose and everything. And uh, basically, you know, my uncle was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to break your nose. And I owe you a beer when we have time. Next time I see you, let's go out for a couple of beers. Hope everything's all right. Best of luck the rest of the season. Shook hands, hugged them. You know what I mean? And Bob Probert, like you see, like the documentaries, uh, was called Goon, actually. Same thing. Like, guys don't realize that. These guys are like UFC fighters. Like, they'll speak in the tunnel after the game and stuff, George, right? There's a level of respect with the old guys that they had for each other. 
Tom Wilson doesn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure Tom Wilson would run someone over in a parking lot if he could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you watch the fights closely, a lot of times after a fight is over, guys, you know, they give you a little pat on the back. It's their job. And even Clark Gillis, I'm the Islander fan here, has told stories about how he didn't like the fight. And it was nice he didn't want yeah. to fight, but it was part of the job. Nystrom, same thing there. You know, it's, uh, it is a job they have to fight. I agree with you about Tom Wilson. Uh, he's... I think the man just loses his mind sometimes. And what's really a shame is that he's a good player. I think you put that in your tweet, too. He, he can play the game. He's not just a pure goo, a guy who can do nothing else but fight. He actually can well, play the game. don't tell me, George. I guarantee you, bro. Imagine being a forward going into the corner knowing that Wilson's around. Don't tell me that it doesn't cross a player's mind. And I'm not saying they're all wusses. I mean, I'm just being talking about the, you know, the style of play that they play now. But... Dude, like that's what makes them sort of good because players don't know. It's sort of like a crazy linebacker's safety. Remember Andre Waters? Remember Andre Waters on the Eagles in the old days? Andre Dirty, Dirty Waters? Waters. Yeah, it was like it was like, bro, he might hit you even if the ball's not near you. So you better keep your head up. And it, people would like get alligator arms, man. They'd be like, well, no, no, I'm not going near this guy. He's a nut job. Like he might like I'm not getting killed over one play, right? And Wilson, you know, if you're a player, I'll tell you what. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to go into a corner and get a puck with Tom Wilson there, bro. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he serves a purpose. If he, can, if he can keep his head on straight, not just do the, the stuff that's way over the line, he'd be an awesome player, a guy you'd want on your team. And let's face it, I'm an Islander fan. I would, you know, if Wilson was an Islander, we'd be defending him somewhat, right? You'd, you'd want him on your team. He, uh, not that Ovechkin can't protect himself because he actually can, but no one's taking runs at Ovechkin. <laughs> with the Wilson out there because you don't know what he's going to do. You know, same thing in the old days. You know, McSorley yeah, would protect missing. I know, but Ovechkin's big. Ovechkin's a tough dude. He can he can defend himself, but I, I know what you're saying. But you know what I mean? There's no sort of steamers anymore, man. There aren't those tough guys anymore. There aren't, like, I'm not talking about enforcers, but just, you know, tough guys. Bring it. Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. <laughs> the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. 
I am Gabriel Moransky. All right, uh, George. George Kurtz kicking with us. George is old school Islander fan, and those guys can hold their own. A lot of tough guys. Nystrom, uh, Gillis, uh, Trache was a you know, not an enforcer, but a tough physical player. They, the Islanders played uh, hockey a chippy, chip, uh, you know, chip, chippy in a chippy manner. Uh, but I was talking about the Quebec Nordiques, like the Seattle Kraken are coming into the league, and good for them. I think it's cool. Uh, great gear and stuff that they have. They're going to sell a lot of merchandise, but. Um, we're looking at, uh, so I, was, I tweeted out the Quebec Nordique. I don't know if you know the brawl, George. It's a Good Friday, 1983. But here are the top 10 brawls of all time. Philadelphia Flyers at Montreal Canadiens, uh, 1987 playoffs. That was over the top. Chelios, Hextall, and all those guys. Claude Lemieux, Shane Corson came flying off the Canadiens bench. Uh, things were really, really hostile. That was a good one. Um, here's a good one. The Calgary Cowboys World Hockey Association, the eighth best brawl of all time, versus the Nordiques in 1976. Detroit Red Wings in the Blues, 1991. Uh, Boston Bruins in the Blues, 1969. Uh, number five, Ottawa Senators in the Flyers, 2004. Friday night at the Joe. Oh, yeah, Colorado. Remember Colorado and Detroit? They used to murder each other. Uh, number three, the Good Friday Massacre which is what I was just talking about. That was just like 13 minutes of sheer violence. Uh, number two, the shoe incident. You remember that with Milbury when he went in the stands at MSG? <laughs> and he started that smacking fans with his shoe? You remember that, George? <laughs> That's the best moment yeah, I think ever. if you're a hockey fan, you may have seen that highlight a few dozen times. Yeah, like that was before the malice at the palace. Like they, the Bruin players were like literally in the stands, like killing people. Like that was the old days, killing people. But number one, the number one hockey brawl of all time. And I was in a bar once with Larry Plo, who's the general manager of the Blues. And he was, I think he still is actually. Um, I was in a bar years ago and I told him, I said, yeah, you know what? My uncle is Kurt Brackenberry. And he goes, oh God, he starts laughing. He goes, uh, you know, he goes, I was there that night with him. And I goes, I was on the other team. And he goes, you know, he goes, your uncle started it all. And it's the brawl in the mall, George. I don't know. Do you know this? So um, this is the brawl in the mall, April, April 11th, 1975. The longest and nastiest brawl ever. The New England Whalers played in the Harvick Civic Center, and they were hosting the Minnesota Fighting Saints in the first round of a playoff game. The Civic Center was a hockey arena built around the inside of the building that housed the mall. All right? The second period featured a 32-minute bench-clearing brawl that saw players fighting on the ice, uh, players' benches as well in the penalty box. Uh, the, the two feature bouts saw goalies Al Smith and John Garrett, as well as heavyweights uh, Jack Carlson and Nick uh, Fatoy, uh, two of the WHA's toughest guys back then. It all started when during a fight between Kurt Brackenberry and Brad Selwood. All right, so Kurt Brackenberry's my uncle, guys. Let's roll the tape and hear this. Listen to how great this call is and listen to how wild this fight is. Jack Ferreira and I talked about Bill Butters, a conspicuous absentee in period number one. But the first shift, he's out there drawing a minor penalty. Larry throwing some punches at Larry Plow. Larry Plow went after him, too. And uh, that gives you some idea. If you're a regular follower of the Whalers... Well, now Brackenberry now. and Selwood want to go, and here they go. Brackenberry and Selwood. Brackenberry gets two right hands. Selwood wrestling him now. 15 feet inside the line. His butter sneaks a shot on Plow. Bill Butters. From behind. That's Plow. all. Here comes the bench. We've got a wild ball here. 
Ribbon Bar. I'll tell you, that's one of the most ungentlemanly, sneaky, just plain rotten things I've ever seen. Butters came from behind, <laughs> came up behind Plo and cold cocked him from behind. Smith and Garrett are at it. Hank Slavin has somebody down landing, and uh, Slavin's hurt, Bill. They're calling for the trainer, and now Gambucci and Hurley, who are wrestling at center, come up. Gambucci. And now it's Smith here and comes Garrett Gambucci. fighting. Wild scene here at the Civic Center as players in sticks and gloves all over the ice. The irony of this situation is Selwood and Brackenberry, who started it all, are now kind of just uh, hugging each other at center ice, dancing around. But you're right, Bill. The despicable act by Bill Butters, sucker-punching Larry Poe, and now, here we go, we still got Smith and Garrett involved with Buznick and Ricky Lee, and Landon's out there with McCartan, and here we go again. And Smith, Smith and Garrett. Sounds like a wrestling battle. But Garrett hasn't taken off his mask. And now Nick and Carlson come together. And now this, Nick wants Carlson. That's this, obvious. This may be the main event. He was just holding off, <laughs> holding two Saints, one in each hand. Oh, Carlson just called cock Nick. <laughs> and Nick comes right back at him. Here they go. Still having some comments, still taking some swings. It looks like uh, Saturday night at Roseland in New York. Everybody's paired off. All the good guys in white, and the other ones are in blue. And uh, linesmen, now Frenchie and Hampson are going at it. Selwood and Brackenberry. Bob, you watch the left-hand boards. I'll watch the right, and we'll just kind of override each other. How about that? Well, now Butters and Swain are going at it in front. Smith now <laughs> flailing away at Garrett. Right hands by Al Smith on John Garrett. Carlson and Fatia were separated. Nick's face is bloody. We've got a wild scene here in Hartford. Oh. And the irony all right, of it all, enough. look at the two trainers, oh. Joel Tott and Glenn Gostick just calmly chopping oh. at the line. So oh, Tom Wilson, so bad. Tom Wilson. Listen to this. Listen to how these guys were all sucker punching each other. My grandfather played in the 40s, and I asked him, I said, did players used to respect each other? He said, we used to hit each other over the heads with sticks all the time. He goes, the games weren't on TV. No one knew. <laughs> they never respected each other. Like, that's why it's changed now. Like, people think, oh, in the old days, they didn't do that. It's like, no, no. In the old days, they used to sucker punch each other and stuff. Like, But the thing is, they'd be held to pay for it after. Listen to how many times, and a lot of big names you heard there, hey, John Garrett, uh, Larry Plo, uh, etc. But how many times did you hear, he sucker punched them from behind? <laughs> Right? Well, that's that's known as the biggest, nastiest brawl. It went on for 32 minutes, guys. 32 minutes like that. They had to call the police in and everything. It was 32 minutes of violence. And the best part is, after the game, they all shared the same plane. They got on the same plane after. <laughs> you imagine? They took the same plane after that. And the best part is it was it was all silent on the plane. And I guess I guess Minnesota was already on the plane. And uh, Nick Fatoyu got like beat up pretty good. He was like the state champ boxer, right, in New York. And uh, he got beat up pretty good. He was known as like one of the toughest guys in hockey. He murdered people, but his face was smashed. Like you guys don't understand. Like it goes on and on. They fell in the penalty box, into the tunnels and everything. It was like a wrestling event. And so everyone got smashed and they were all drinking beer on the plane. They're all beat up. And it's like, dude, this is where the movie Slapshot came from. 
This was the original slap shot. So of this game, this is the sort of the story of life. Like they ripped it off from this night, guys. So they're all on the plane after and the WHA didn't have a ton of money. So both teams took the same plane in the playoffs in those days. So Minnesota, my uncle's team is already on the plane and they're all beat up and they're drinking beer and it's all quiet. No one's saying anything. <laughs> everyone's like, what the hell just happened, right? It was like really over the top. So everyone's sitting there and they're kind of like, man, we're lucky we didn't get arrested. Like, that's what they were like. They were lucky. They were like, we better get out of town because like we might get arrested type thing. <laughs> so like we got to go. So they're on the plane and they're all quiet. And then basically the Hartford Whalers, who were the New England Whalers at the time, get on the plane and it's all quiet. And one of the dudes, man, on Minnesota goes, hey, Fatoyu, looking real good, buddy. His face is all smashed up. And I guess everybody on the plane started howling and laughing and they all just drank beer on the plane together after. <laughs> See, and now, you know, now we're going to cry because Tom Wilson punched someone in the head once. Come on. You know, come on, George. That's what I'm talking about. Well, it's different ages. You and I grew up with a, with a different hockey game, right? I mean, back then in the 70s, 80s, you used to see bench-clearing brawls often. And this is before we could, you could even see every game like you can today. You didn't, we didn't have the package where you could see all these games. It was something. I mean, I didn't know. I've never heard that brawl before. I said, I don't think I have. And I'm listening. I got a smile on my face. I, you know, I start remembering the brawls. and I, It was must-watch TV. There was a brawl happening. And it's like, oh, my God. Everyone, everyone starts crowding around the TV. Hey, you got 20 guys out there. It's 20 on 20 fighting everybody. It was you had gloves, sticks, helmets all over the place. It was just uh, it was a, a spectacle that uh, to be seen there. It'll never come back. We'll never have that again. But uh, back then, that was entertainment. No, and people actually want to see fighting out of the game, and they're still, I got to tell you, and I'm not calling these guys wusses, because I wouldn't, like I said earlier, you couldn't pay me enough to go into the corner with some of these dudes, but to be honest, George, there's been some pretty damn good fights in the NHL this year. There, there's been some, like, knockouts and, like, some big-time brawls this year in the NHL, like, not brawls, but one-on-one -on -one fights. Yeah, I mean, fighting's harder nowadays because everybody wears the helmet and you're not allowed to take it off. So you got to cut your hands up. you got to be careful here. But there have been some good fights, absolutely. Ah, uh, no, who's the guy? The guy, it was a guy on Calgary, dropped the guy in Edmonton or vice versa. It was over the top, knocked him out, like unconscious, on his feet. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else, this is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We are the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brads here. Right, George Kurtz uh, with us uh, in the uh, in the airport uh, hangar uh, this evening. So, you know, people were talking about the Flyers, the Broad Street Bullies, George. And the thing with the Broad Street Bullies is they're the one team that I'll say that took it too far in the sense, you know, it was just too much. Like, they weren't even playing hockey. Like, there's one thing to brawl you know there's another thing to fight and stuff like that and there's sort of a dance to it and in the old days there used to be two three tough guys on each team and there was like i said it was like a ballet and like you know for it was kind of crazy like that's one thing that like i'll give credit to like Sidney crosby for is like crosby has fought and through stuff that gretzky never had to george you know what i mean like, that's one thing that's different now, that you wouldn't have that now. Like, basically, like, basically, like, Gretzky got a free pass. Let's just call it out for what it is. I saw today, I, I retweeted, I tweeted out the, the brawl, uh, Good Friday, from 1984 with the Montreal Canadiens and the Quebec Nordiques, which was one of the big nasty brawls. And if you notice, guys, I pointed it out in my tweet, nobody went near Guy Lafleur. Like, everybody else got their face smashed, like, hard. Like, people ended up in the hospital. You notice nobody on the Nordiques went near Guy Lafleur. It was just basically like, no, 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 he's not part of this. Like, and he wasn't. Like, it was just basically like, yeah, no one touches Guy. And Guy was sort of there. Guy just grabbed somebody and held the jersey and stood there. And it was understood. You don't don't punch that guy because all hell's gonna break loose if you do. Then there then it's really gonna be hell to pay. So don't touch him. Remember it was the same way with Gretzky. It was like if you even looked at Gretzky, they would get mad, right? It was like, but if you wanted to like it was basically that was the deal, guys, in the old days. It was like, go ahead, hit him. Go ahead and hit him and see what happens. See what happens if you hit Wayne. It won't end well, it won't end well for you. And you saw he never got hit, George. No, it was uh, something we cried about forever, right? That uh, you could, and I'm not saying hit as an illegal hit, but you couldn't even really check him hard, or else once again you're going to get a penalty. The refs going to protect them. Obviously, the uh, Oilers are going to protect them. McSorley was on his line to make sure no one took liberties, and generally nobody did. There, I think there was more of a code back then not to hit the players. I mean, Gretzky's not a fighter, never was. I don't even know if he ever had gotten into a fight. I have no way. I'm guessing he did no. You mentioned Crosby yeah, has gotten into some fights, but. I've seen a bunch of fights that Crosby's gotten into, and generally he's throwing punches where the other guy knows what's going on because they don't expect him to fight. He's not like he's dropping gloves, you know, they're doing a dance and, okay, let's go. It's not like that. These are Crosby's throwing punches before the uh, other player has a clue. You know, so it's uh, I wouldn't give him too much credit for that either. Because I have no problem with two guys going at it that want to go at it. None at all. You know, it's uh, but you should be going after 
players who have you know don't want to fight. I mean, there was an Islander Ranger playoff series back with uh, Mick Vicoder and uh, Bumgarner days for uh, for the Islanders, and uh, it was at the end of a game, probably I guess the '94 series, and the Islanders were losing. And back then, you know, at the end of a playoff game, if you were losing two, three goals, you put out the other tough guys out there. You were going to fight, so try and send a message. And the Rangers didn't send out their fighters, but I don't think the Islanders knew that. And I think it was a Vakoda, or maybe it was Bungarda, beat the crap out of like a born-again Christian. And the guy was a huge guy, but he was not a fighter. And, you know, yeah, yeah, that wasn't right. Yeah, 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 you shouldn't be fighting guys who want to fight. The game uh, has changed. We don't see too much fighting anymore. Every now and then we see it. We do see some good uh, bouts when we get it. But as you said before, how many teams have a dedicated fighter? Back in the day, you said two or three. That's about right. I mean, most teams don't have one anymore. If you can't play the game, you don't play anymore. You got you need a guy who could fight and can also play. Yeah, and that's that's hard to come by. Even back in the day, we didn't have that a bunch. You know, the good teams, you know, the Gillies, Nystrom, yeah, they could do both. You know, the Flyers had those guys, the Bobby Clarks, they could fight, they could do both. You know, uh, you know Joey Koster and Bob Probert, two of the best fighters in the game that I ever saw, but they could both play the game somewhat as well. Even McSorley could oh, yeah. play a little bit, but we don't see that anymore. Bob Probert. That's one of the reasons. Bob, I, I interviewed Bob Probert. It was really, really cool. Um, it was it was really, really cool uh, to have Bob, Bob Probert on. And um, I spoke to him like twice before he passed away, unfortunately. Like then he passed away. But And I've seen like, you know, the documentary about his life and stuff. And it bothered him. Like that's the thing. People don't realize that, like that he could play. Bob Probert could play. Like yeah, he could put the puck in the net. Right, and it bothered him that he he got typecast into that, and even though he was the most feared guy in the game, he wasn't a happy guy, right? Like his life wasn't very good. Like basically, he would sit in a hotel room alone, um, basically like numbing himself from the pain of the fights, and he didn't want to fight. Like that's the thing, people were scared of him, but he didn't want to fight. Right? Like he'd get nervous and throw up and stuff like during the day. And he was like, he basically said, like, I didn't want to fight every night. You know what I mean? He goes, it's not a good feeling. And he's like, he goes, you think I want to fight Tony Twist? Like he talked about it. He goes, it's not fun. <laughs> like, so, right? And he basically stated that he didn't have a choice. Like he basically had to. And he understood that he had to. And he hated it. And that's why, you know, look at Chris Nyland, man. They all, a lot of the guys, my, my uncle at the time, too. He wasn't as bad as those guys, but he, you know what I mean? He had problems at the time. Like, basically, he was taking speed. He would, they would, he would take speed before the game. That's what they all did in those days, so the fighters and stuff. So, basically, like, he'd take, like, 6 to 12 hits, like, boom, pills, boom. So, freaking wired, bro. Just wired during the game. And after the game, what are you going to do? Right, you're all speedy. You're you're all hopped up on speed. You're on more speed than Lemmy and Motorhead is. So then, what are you gonna do? You're gonna hit the hotel bar. You're gonna hit your hotel room, and you're gonna start drinking to kill the speed, right? <laughs> and then you got a bad balance here. And then some of these guys will start doing coke and stuff, right? Like now they get tested a bit, you know, a bit. But in the old days, there was no testing at all in the NHL. So these guys were just hardcore. And it's most of the brawlers that lived like that really hard lifestyle, sort of like wrestlers. They were in pain, right? A guy like Gretzky that was cruising around, no one touching him, 
he wasn't all beat up. He didn't have to numb the pain after a game. He felt good. <laughs> right? Other guys didn't feel so good after getting punched in the face by Marty, Marty McSorley. It wasn't a lot of fun. Right? So it's, fa- it's fascinating. Like I said, I, I recommend the documentary. I don't know if you've seen it, George. It's called Goon. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube. But and there, there's a few hockey goon. There's a few hockey tough guy documentaries, but one of them called Goon is very good. It folks like Probert's part of it, Chris Nyland's part of it, and um, it shows the dark side of the hockey enforcer, George. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, I believe I have seen it, but I'm not 100% sure. I know I've seen a couple of those. I don't know if Goon was specifically one. And they are interesting. I, I, I just find it interesting. We've said both of us have said it a couple of times. It's a job to these guys. I mean, not to everyone. Some of these guys, I'm sure, did, uh, did love fighting, right? It's what they wanted to do. But for a lot of these guys, it just was their job. It's how they stayed on the team, how they made the living was fighting. I mean, yeah. you see their hands. Their hands are all mangled up. Their fingers are mangled from uh, hitting helmet. Oh, yeah. Hands are shot from the helmet. Hitting helmet, visor. It's, uh, it's quite a scene. Tony, Tony Twist enjoyed it. He was one guy, and that's what scared other people. Because other people didn't like it, right? They were just, they, you know. And another thing is, too, guys, like, people don't realize it. I'm going to look it up right now. But, like, Bob Probert, like, how many how many goals did this guy score uh, in, in junior? I bet you a lot. I bet you a lot. And, like, I'm sure you remember Nick Kiprios, right? Look at Nick Kiprios. Sure. Dude, Nick Kiprios, Nick Kiprios, bro, like... Broke like Wayne Gretzky's record, bro, for most goals in the Ontario Hockey League. Like, you're right up there. The guy scored. Like, um, I can look up the stats. Like, Nick Kiprios was like a prodigy goal-scoring stud, right? But the skill level is so high in the NHL. To stay in the NHL, he had to be a fourth-line sort of tough guy. Third-line tough guy, right? So, I'm just saying, like, so a lot of these guys did have, like, big, big big-time, big, big big-time skill. So I'm looking here. See, so yeah, here's Bob Probert. Um, scored 35 goals in the uh, Ontario Hockey League before he went to the NHL. 35 goals, guys. Think about that. 35 goals and 28 assists. 65 games for the Brantford uh, Alexanders in the OHL in 1983. Imagine having that much skill, George, that you're that tough, you can beat the crap out of everybody and have 35 goals and 28 assists and 65 games played and 189 penalty minutes. Yeah, well, you said it. He, he could play. Bob Probert could play, but you're right. In the NHL, he, he had a, a certain role. He had 163 goals in the NHL. That's something to sneeze at. Uh, a little easier to score back then, but still, it, it was like he was on the ice for power play goals, and, you know, at times, uh, he had a certain role to play it, but 163, 221 assists. We had almost 400 points there. 3,300 penalty minutes, though. Hard to forget that. He scored 24. Uh, uh, no, listen. He he could score. He had some skill, but that's the whole thing. It's hard to find guys that it, you know it's that balance. But the problem is now, big tough guys aren't needed. They're not needed in the NHL because there's not going to be a brawl. That's the whole point. That's how this conversation all started, right? There's not going to be a brawl. No team. Imagine if a team got into a brawl, like you said, you were complaining about the Capitals even doing what they did tonight. They would say, what are you guys, nuts? The playoffs, you're going to get injured, you're going to get suspended. 
And no one will ever start anything crazy in the NHL ever again. It'll never happen again. You'll see fights. I mean, I don't think I would ever be a bench You'll never world, see. Yeah. No, you'll never see anyone like run at someone. You'll never see McSorley like hit someone over the head with a stick or Bertuzzi. Like you're never going to see anything like that again. It's just it's not in the game. Like they're all like Austin Matthews and Connor, like this skill stuff. But you know, we'll see what happens in the end. Um, I think you need a balance. And listen, like I said too, like Bobby Clark was a jerk. Bobby Clark was a jerk. So. You know, Bobby Clark broke the guy on Rush's um, leg, right? Harry Sinden told him, we need you to take care of Karlamoff or whatever his name was. I think it was Karlamoff. And um, and Bobby Smith, like, breaks his leg in, in the Summit Series, Canada and Russia. And even, even like, Sinden and Team Canada after told Bobby Clark, they were like, what the hell did you do? Like, even the players on Team Canada were mad. They were like, they didn't tell you to break his leg. <laughs> they told you to cover him. You know what I mean? Not break his leg, right? But that was Bobby Clark for you. And, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, so let's not pretend that Tom Wilson's the most evil guy that's been in the NHL before. He's just the one sort of nut job left. Well, he hasn't calmed down. He hasn't learned his lesson. Like even Brad Marchand, who I, I have less respect for Marchand because he doesn't fight anybody, right? I mean, he just runs away and hides. But at least we haven't heard from him in a season or two now. He seems to have learned his lesson. Wilson hasn't. What's he been suspended now for? Seven times? You know, he just doesn't seem to get it. Yeah, but what's he supposed to do? Just sort of play tiddlywinks because no one else does? Yeah, nobody else wants to play rough? All right, we'll wrap up with Kirk's on the other side. Expert perspectives and actionable insights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's the winning edge. What are you going to do? Not listen? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. To win, you need a strategy, a plan. You've come to the right place. We're the home of sports gaming strategies and information to give you the winning edge. I mean, we're not just doing this for our health. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. I got people hating on me on Twitter for my Tom Wilson takes. Like I said, guys, go watch some old school hockey. Right? Then come back to me and cry about like what a monster is. I'm not saying Tom Wilson's a nice guy. He's a dirty player, yes. But he looks dirtier because everyone else is wussier. That's my point. 
All right, that's my point. And I'm not talking about him not fighting the tough guys, because he should. And I know that Wilson does cower away, and he finds a reason, and he gets he somehow dodges and you know snakes his way out of being challenged. And people do try to get him. But my whole point is that's irrelevant. Two things can be right at the same time, right? Yes, he's a weasel, but at the same point in time, you know, and, uh, they're, being a weasel used to be a big part of hockey, right? It really is. And it was. It isn't anymore. People flip out. Like, and it's the modern fan. Like, I noticed, I guarantee, George, if we did a poll, you know, like people under 30 are always disgusted with every hit all the time. There was another one last week where I defended the hit. I was like, settle down, everyone. I said, you know, yeah, it's a bad hit. It's not like this end-of-the-world stuff, right? So I think it's just the younger crowd. They're used to it because they don't see this stuff anymore. I would agree. Listen, I, we all like the hard hits. They, they've taken it out of football, right? You can't even breathe on anybody in football. And hockey is the same thing. You know, it's why we'll never see these guys again. It's why they, you'll never see a guy who can hit, really hit because even if you get a good clean hit, well, it might be a five-minute major if he had made any contact with the head, even though it may not have begun there. So it's just not worth it. That's why teams don't really care about these guys anymore. It's just not worth taking the chance of a, uh, a double minor penalty or a major penalty. The game has changed. Uh, I think it's for the worse. We see it in baseball, right? No more no more home uh, home plate collisions. Nope, can't hit the catcher anymore. Make sure you uh, leave a yep. lane open for the guys to slide in here. That's just the way uh, sports is now. I don't like it. I prefer the game, uh, you know, get off my lawn kind of thing. I prefer the game the way it was back in the 70s, 80s. 80s and 90s, but uh, I don't so think it's going back that way. Not to take anything away from being a catcher in the big leagues now, because it's a tough job, but it was harder to be a catcher in the old days, knowing that you could get run over by Pete Rose, right? <laughs> so pretty, pretty, pretty simple. George Kearns. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 